Welcome to the Elevate Podcast, brought to you by the Registered Master Builders. Each week we explore the ideas and practices that help us get the best from our businesses, our teams, and ourselves. I'm your host, Ryan Castle. We talk to experts, advocates, and business owners in the construction industry to share their knowledge, insights, and experiences to help you build a better business and enjoy a better life. In addition to the podcast, now let the business building begin. Faye, welcome along to the Elevate Master Builders podcast. Great to have you here. We're going to talk a bit about House of the Year today. Thank you very much. Look, let's, before we dive into House of the Year, let's learn a little more about you. Some fast fact questions. Okay. Are you a breakfast or dinner person? Breakfast. Breakfast. Have you got a go-to? Scrambled eggs on toast. Oh, that's a goodie. Okay. On holiday, would we find you bungee jumping or on the pool lounger with a cocktail? Uh, probably in the Catlins. Well, what would you be doing there? Uh, playing on the surf. Nice. Good spot. Good spot. Alrighty. Uh, most comfortable on trainers or heels? Trainers. Docks, actually. Doc Martens. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, is there some concert stories that go along with the docks? Uh, possibly. They talk? But possibly, but not for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we might explore those later. Yeah. Um, cats or dogs? Cats. Marginal. We'll yeah. keep going though. Yeah. Uh, are you an early riser or a night owl? Early riser. Mm, what time did you get up this morning? 5.50. Mm-hmm. Is that pretty standard kind of time? Not quite. Not quite. A little bit <laughs> earlier. A little bit earlier this morning. Catch. Yeah. And entertainment wise, would we find you watching a thriller or a comedy? Probably a thriller. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Hey, thanks for uh, those, Faye. Let's talk uh, House of the Year, very important uh, event uh, on the calendar of Master Builders. Um, and it's something that is not just the event itself, it's not just the award ceremony. There's a huge, uh, I guess, process and number of engagements that go in. And part of our podcast today is to help our audience, our Master Builders members, understand what's involved, yeah. how they can be involved, what the uh, entry process is like, what they might think about uh, before they enter, how they go about the entry process. So we're going to cover a fair Two bit things, of ground, yeah. which is, uh, is really good. Um, before we hit that, um, maybe a bit of background on yourself, your involvement in the industry. So you're an architectural designer. Yes. Uh, tell us how did you how did you get started in that zone? Um, well, my brother was actually a draftsman as well. So I um, started training uh, in the early 80s, and I've been working in the industry since 83. Uh, so I'm pretty lucky. I love my job, love the profession, and probably wouldn't do anything else unless it was art. So um, I've been self-employed since the mid-90s and have had the privilege of being involved in Master Builders House of the Year competition for six years as a judge on the road. So I'm pretty lucky to be able to do that. Indeed. So what's the most important room in a house? Kitchen. Always. (laughs) Always. Always. Always Every every, every good Kiwi party revolves around the kitchen, right? Absolutely. And uh, certainly living, I know that certainly our family, we spend the most time in in the kitchen hanging out there and chatting it's the hub of the home it's changed um over recent decades from being in the back room to actually being center focus it is quite funny when you explore older houses and kind of this tiny little kitchen tucked away in the back and now they're very much front and center aren't they yeah as as recent as the 1990s we still had kitchens sort of tucked away Mm. so it's good to see hub of the home Right. Let me ask you this one. Uh, you've been involved in House of the Year for how long? Six years. Six years, okay. Um, when I say what's the one house that stands out for you in those six years, which one comes to mind? Um, there's a 
was a beautiful one built by Ben Redmond on the East Coast, um, designed by Christian Anderson. It was a harmonious, fantastic job of everybody working together. You could just see every trade, everybody involved in that project had a passion. Fantastic owners, but the builders of some trades. It was just the most stunning house that I have been in. It was wonderful. Yeah, brilliant. So I guess that's one of the uh, treats of being a judge on House of the Year. Get to see some amazing properties. Uh, look, it's an honour to be invited in through a front door of somebody's home, and there are homeowners who are passionate, so proud of their builders, and they range from retired couple in their eighties in Invercargill to a multi-million-dollar property. Um, uh, behind a gated community in Russell. I, I mean, all the homeowners that you meet are really proud, so it's an honour to actually go into those houses and actually see what the builder has created for them. Mm. It's a privilege. Yep. Okay. So tell us about the House of the Year competition itself. It's, uh, it is a uh, very important part of the Master Builders calendar. It's uh, a, one of their flagship competitions. Yeah. And this year they celebrate their 30 years of the competition. Which is, which is huge for the industry. So it's a competition based on two judging regimes. We judge regionally, and then there's another competition where it's judged nationally. So what we have is we have a, a builder judge and an architectural judge on the road together as a panel. And now they go into one region and judge all the categories in that region. Uh, so that's been a change over the last couple of years but we found it's working well because you've got an architectural judge and a builder judge. If uh, the, the architectural judge gets overexcited about the architecture, the builder judge brings the scores back into proportion and if the builder gets overexcited over other things, the designer will bring them in. So it's because it's the balance of the mm. two scores. Mm. Perfect combination. In various categories and you might be able to give us a, a quick uh, oh. high level of sort of some of the, <laughs> some of the categories. categories. So, so we've got, it's based in uh, probably about four or five areas. We've got renovations, which has got three price points. We've got new build, which has got price points from up to 450 to over 2 million. Uh, volume build, which is something that's been introduced in the last uh, probably four years. Right. A couple of volume build categories to accommodate the volume builders. We've got a multi-unit, which is also being brought in to accommodate the market. And then we also have show homes and builder's own home. So there's, there's a reasonable spread of categories that the builders can enter. Mm. And those categories are looked at every year to make sure we get an even spread of houses. Um, I think when I first joined the competition, we had an up to 250 category. Now our lowest category is up to 450. So they are moderated every couple right. of years to go with the market. Okay. And as a judge, I assume you're uh, adjusting your criteria. So when you're judging the architectural of a up to 450 case spend, yep. it, you're bringing a very different set of criteria to judge that than you are when you're judging yep. a $3 million home. Yeah. Is it, no, we, we do have a quite a, a stringent judging process that we work through and we all do judges training every year where we get together for a couple of days, run around in teams, judge houses, uh, where our scores are moderated, you know, we're asked direct questions if we are out of kilter. So we, are, we do do a lot of judge training together. So when we look at um, houses, there are certain things we look at and they do vary a little between price points or renovations and new new work, but we do look a lot at the same things across the board. Yeah. Okay. In the process to become a judge, what's involved then? Uh, you are nominated um, or selected mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, or asked to put your name forward and then you do partake in judge training days, but you've also got to be of a reasonable calibre uh, and because you are judging your peers, 
and you need to be up to date with stuff, products, industry, how it's working, things like that. So there is actually an application process and we do actually apply every year. It's not an automatic rollover to just be a, once you're a judge, you're always a judge. Right. You are, so, so there is a certain calibre and criteria that it has to be for a judge. Okay. And you mentioned the regional awards and then the national awards. Yes. Uh, do you have to win your regional event to go to the national event? Is that how, how it works? So what actually happens is, so that's sort of two quite different, well, two different competitions. The regional ones, every region has a, provided they meet the criteria, category winner for residential, for new home build and for renovations. Then the top 100 go through to what's called the national competition. The top 100 have just been announced but they are the top three in every category provided they're gold and then that works down until it gets to the top 100 after that. So there's automatically probably about 45 that go through under category top three and then it comes down as a points allocation. So on a high year when there's a lot of very um, top deserving things, the yes. cutoff will be quite high and then on a year where there's not a lot of um, really good entries, it will be lower. There's no figure that says that gets you through, it's just literally the top 100. Okay. And we're a competitive bunch, us Kiwis, and regionally we're quite competitive. Is there any one region that's got the sort of stranglehold on winning the, winning the competition nationally? Uh, Auckland might say Auckland, uh, as I'm from Canterbury, they might say Canterbury. It goes across the board, it can vary dramatically. Um, it's really points based. And as the national judges uh, go through the country as well and look at the top 100, they have that opportunity of re judging everything, and that's when the national competition comes from. So Auckland and Christchurch are the two bigger regions, and they can have, this year Auckland had over 100 entries, Christchurch I think was up around the 90. So obviously with a greater number of entries, there's a greater percentage that will be gold or top 100 gold reserve. Right. Yeah. Okay. And are you quite good at taking your Canterbury eye patch off when you come to come to judging? Absolutely. Oh, good to hear. Absolutely. Good to hear. Absolutely. Um, and what's been quite good of recent, uh, we've had Auckland judges into Christchurch and Christchurch judges into Auckland, so we, you know, we keep a good balance for that but yeah no quite quite good at taking my patch off yep. good to hear Alrighty. Uh, help us understand what's involved in the entry process and maybe when should builders start thinking about entering in terms of the construction timeline give us some insight there. okay so you've got from code of compliance uh, two years to enter the property but what i would say is that house of the year actually do what's called a heads up where they go around the regions to each branch and do a heads up evening. And I really recommend anybody to go to that. Even if you have entered, you'll still gain information out of it. So it's an event where normally there's a judge will go around as well. They'll do a bit of a presentation on how the, the competition works, how you can get marketing out of it, how you go about entering, from things that we look for, faults and stuff like that. And what's also really good with those events I presented some of them myself, is that it's questions from the floor. So we'll do a presentation, but then someone will put their hand up and go, I've got a house that, you know, the homeowners have put really bad colours on the inside, what should we do about it? Or I've got another one with the landscaping is not fit. So it's often comments from the floor that actually are more beneficial. Yes. Uh, and then also some of the people who have not entered before actually get a chance to talk to people who have entered, which is that sharing the knowledge thing, which is really good. So heads up, I'd say, even if you've been before and now enter, I'd go back again, would be my promo for that. And, and they run from entries open uh, early January and then they close towards the end of February. And the heads up, I think some might even start before Christmas, but definitely January, February. So contact your branch to find out when they're around town. Right. Um, then obviously you apply online, there's an entry guide that you're applying. So 
don't be put off by the entry process or the, doing the entry forms because you are required to do an entry brief for your entry. But I must say I've judged a house that got supreme regionally that I think the builder wrote one line. So don't be put off about having to do a brief. And also go back to your architect, ask them for some tips or get some advice from your branch. They'll certainly be able to help you out. So, you know, do the process. Also give us the information um, that they ask for. We need the plans. But uh, on the day when the house is actually judged, some builders now are giving us um, like a little PowerPoint where they might show 20 photos of uh, flash stages of ground cut piles and foundation down, steel frame up. I mean, a lot of us are construction nerds, so yes. you know we actually do get quite excited about seeing exposed portal frames. Uh, might sound kind of weird, but a picture tells a thousand words, so if you give us a bit of a, a slideshow is really good. Other builders now will give us um, a, you know, a few pages with some photos printed out and some notes and things like that, especially if they're entering the sustainable, it could give us a sort of written rundown and stuff. So that's how you enter. Obviously, renovations, there's more, a little bit more information required because you've got to give us the before and the after plans and photos so that we know what's actually happened with it. So, Faye, let me ask a, a question there. So there's the uh, actual entry form that they, yes. they fill in that gets yep. submitted, and then is there an initial uh, selection process that happens then before you go and do on-site judging, or does every house that enters get... Uh, so it goes through the scrutineers where they uh, check that it's one in the right category and that the information that's been given on cost, because, because we've got different price point categories, you have to enter into the category. So you might have someone that enters a house into a price point category, but it should be in the show homes because it's actually a a show home open to the public or it's a builder's own home but he enters it into a price point where actually it should be in the builder's own home. So sometimes people are a little bit of confusion. Uh, also too now with the lifestyle awards we used to have to opt in, now you're automatically in, which is great because we'd be judging the house in the past and there's so many wives and um, office ladies have been blamed for the fact that the kitchen hasn't been entered. So right. that's good to see that doesn't happen anymore. Right. So it goes through the scrutineering process where the quantity surveys also check the costings to make sure that it's actually in the right category. So there is a bit of stuff that happens behind the scenes. Right. So, so is that uh, those price categories, are they build cost rather than house value? Build cost, build cost. yeah. So there's exemptions that you can take out um, and that's quite clear on the application and if you don't know that the branch will really help you with it if you've got um, foundations that are extreme because of location or some stuff that has to go in because of location you might be you know one kilometer in the driveway so therefore then your power and things like that cost so much more to get in so there's sure. exclusions you can do and then once all that information is all confirmed that's when the judges get all that information so we do do a lot of prep work before we actually rock up to the house um, so all that information that they supply all the the figures the the comments about what the cladding is uh, the you know who the designer was the plans all that sort of stuff we we have that and we go through that before we turn up at the house mm. so that's why it is worthwhile submitting that because we do use it sure and there might be some listeners uh, currently going yeah. oh wow that sounds like a huge amount of amount of work like all good yeah. things in life they tend to require a bit of bit of effort yeah uh, I'd, I'd give the builders some guidance that think about this as part of your marketing uh, oh, because absolutely. the prep even even uh, you know even regardless of whether you yeah. win an award or not just the prep you do around thinking about how well you've built the house what you did how you mm. did it they are great for uh, articulating to your next prospect that you're going to build for actually what you're what you're thinking and how you're going to build for them right I, I think uh, 
some builders probably underestimate the power of the competition. It's a huge marketing tool that they can use. And so once they've got that brief, once they've got the photos, once all that stuff, use it on their website, use it on their social marketing. There's so much way that they can actually use that. So yes, there is a little bit of work involved to get there, but the benefits that you'll get out of it are, are endless and ongoing for a number of years to go forward. I mean, we've, we've had builders uh, comment to us that, you know, they entered a property five, eight years ago and some clients have just come with a scrapbook with a photo of that house. It's not like Black Friday sale where you're going to go out tomorrow and buy a pair of shoes. You know, you're going to store that information away. So never underestimate who watches. People from overseas follow the competition and say when they're returning to New Zealand, I'm going to use that builder. I like that house. I like what they did. They really follow the competition. So never, ever underestimate the power of the competition and who follows it and what they can get out of marketing for it. So a little bit of effort at the start can be a bit stressful, but persist with it because your benefits will be great. Yeah, and as you're suggesting, over a long period of time, over a long huge, period of time. huge duration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, great, so great reward for and, and, and make sure, I mean, any award's a good award, award whether it be a, a, a bronze, silver, gold or supreme, and make sure that, you know, they put that on the website, you know, they put the sticker on the truck. You know, you go to the supermarket and probably... I don't know what the figures are, but I'd say eighty percent of bottles of wine bought are bought by the fact they've got a you know a gold award sticker at the supermarket. You know, make the most of the marketing. Put the stickers on the truck. Make good use of everything that's available. Leverage it. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. I, I am interested in the uh, response to the question you had. What happens if the owners have painted some horrible colours uh, inside the house? Yeah. What do you say? Well, it's one of those things. We uh, taste is an interesting thing, but. Some stuff we can look past, obviously. Uh, you know, it, it's a paint colour, okay? You might paint it black-white. I might be sick of looking at black-white. But it's black-white. But if it's being painted beautifully and the cutting in superb and the, the prep behind it's superb and there's no dents in the wall and the wall's straight and that sort of stuff, that's what we're looking at. We're not there to choose the colour. We're there to look at workmanship. It's a workmanship, craftsmanship competition. We're not there to, to judge on, on colour taste. Right. Of course, if you've entered in the interior design section in your region, if that was available in your region, and you've got a real mismatch of colours and you feel like nauseous when you leave, well, <laughs> that, that, you're obviously not going to do very well in the interior design. But if, in regards to craftsmanship, if that lime green paint is being executed beautifully, that's what the competition's about. Okay. So I guess this also comes back to... Uh, Okay, so I guess this also comes back to uh, getting not just the builder but all their sub-trades on board with pre-construction phase. We're thinking that we may enter this house in the house of the year. Yep. So this is the level of execution and hopefully they'd be asking for high levels of execution all the time but actually just making uh, their sub-trades aware that you know, everything Absolutely. is 10 out of 10 on this one. Absolutely. And that's the thing. You'll see a lot of builders who will go back and prep a house before the judging. They might go back and the mortified look on a builder's face when you're there judging and you look around the corner and you shut a door and you see the piece of blue masking tape that's highlighting a defect that's meant to be And they, they just, their face just drops and you just smile and go, purple, purple masking tape this year. And they go, oh, they were meant to get that one and they peel it off. They, people will go around and do defects beforehand and fix stuff up. But what you can't do is you can't get that hump out of the ridge before we come to judge. You can't fix the column that's twisted. You can't fix the brickwork which has been laid poorly. That stuff has should have been done right at the start. So if you enter into the competition, think about that house when you turn the dirt. You know, think about how the foundations are set out. Think about the fair face on the concrete, the brickwork, the roofing. 
all the exterior stuff, stuff that you can't go around and you know spend three grand to fix it up, you know, yet before it's judging. That stuff has got to be done right at the start, and you know, get everybody on board. You know, the the, the plasterer, the painter, the bricklayer, the tiler, everyone, and then you know the end result will be fantastic. But you've got to pull all those people in together. Mm. And assumably, the, there's some flow and effect for the sub trades as well, where they can say, uh, "Hey, we were the tilers, we were the painters, we were the, on that house of the year winner." Absolutely. So if you can get, if you can share that uh, excitement and intent with the sub trades early on, then it's, it's going to be good for them to be involved too. Well, that marketing does actually expand out because, as you're probably aware, they put out a, a book and a regional and national book every year, and so the builders actually have the opportunity to advertise in that, and then obviously some of their sub trades like the roofer or the bricky can actually advertise with the builder so that is spin off for them and if that house ends up getting some huge accolades well then the bricklayer can go they're my bricks I mm -hmm. put those up that looks fantastic that looks really great so that is that real spin-off effect so everyone being on board you know for the you know for the journey is actually fantastic and what's the experience like for a builder when uh, suddenly I've got these two house of the year judges coming? You know, maybe the house kind of feels like one of my one of my children, yep. and you know now there's teams yep. coming in to critique it. Uh, what insights have you had with people that have been in that position? I must admit, this year has been hard for a few. Uh, entrance. What's been really great in the areas that I judged this year, we've had a lot of new entrants. And because of COVID this year, at the last minute, we got bumped. So these poor guys had their first day ever being judged twice. But you rock up to a house and some of these people have not been judged before. Like you say, they're really nervous. They can't speak properly. They look like they've slept in the boot of their car. Sometimes they forget to do their flight when they've gone and had a nervous toilet stop before we arrive. We're all different people, the judges. We do have different personalities. Anyone that's been judged by me knows that I probably speak too much and probably should shut my mouth a little bit more often. But we're not ogres. We're there to, to judge the house. But the builders are really nervous and we try and put them at ease. But it is, it's passionate. It's their baby. They, they've loved this house. They've, you know, they've got to the end result. And now they're nervously putting it up before their peers to be judged, which is a really hard thing. And it, it is really tough on them. And so hopefully, you know, they do enjoy the judging experience once they sort of relax and that's why we sort of suggest uh, if you've got stuff to tell us write a list you know um, it's like going to the doctor you need to write it down so you can tell us before <laughs> all the information you know we often get told snippets at the end when we're sort of getting in the car because they've relaxed and then we're going oh I forgot to tell you blah 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 so write a list to tell us and then especially if you're nervous then you're not going to forget to get all the information through to us so um but hopefully they'll enjoy the experience but it, it, it is nerve-wracking we're seeing some poor very stressed people and and owners too because they're very proud of their house and it, whether it's a small humble retirement home but they're passionate about it so they and they want the builder to do well with the entry of their house and so it is very very nerve-wracking for them. Do the builders typically engage with the owners about entering the house do they say do they need to seek permission how oh, does that they work? Do, they do need to seek permission and I mean we are very respectful when we're in people's houses because um, you know sometimes we'll be opening shutting cupboard doors to make sure the handles are not going to fall off and those sort of things. So, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing the owner's stuff. I mean, we go into every room of the house, you know, we open drawers and cupboards and stuff like that. So, yes, the, the builder does need to seek the owner's permission. It's a written a part of the uh, right. application. And, uh, and then the level of information that's given out is also can be restricted too. Because you can imagine some people don't want information given. And we've had homeowners that have actually dropped art out or restricted photographs so that, you know, 
cars in a garage won't be shown and things like that, so the, their privacy is maintained. It's great that uh, the competitions are respectful of that. It has to, it has it to, has to be, be, because if the homeowner doesn't want to give permission, we won't have a competition, so we've really got to respect the homeowner's wishes in that respect. Mm. And you talked about how much the competition has evolved and new categories that have uh, come in. What else, theme-wise, trends, what are you seeing in the sector that uh, House of the Year also takes account of? We do look at the market the fact that we've introduced a multi-unit because multi-units now um, are like 30% of the building consent applications. So, you know, we need to address those sorts of things. I suppose the other thing that we see is the sort of changing uh, trends from building across um, across the years and how things have changed. The, the re-passion of timber at the moment I think is fantastic. You know, with the sort of mid-last century revival, we're seeing timber. And the thing that I love about the fact that we've got so much more exposed timber, it just, it's just a mind field for the builders to show their, their craftsmanship. The, the level of accuracy and detail in timber work has been stunning that we've seen this year. But if it wasn't there and we had painted white walls, there's nothing for the builder to showcase their, their craftsmanship. So that because we've lost architraves in so many occasions to have like featured timber ceilings and staircases and things like that now where a builder can really, really show their craftsmanship, I think it's really stunning. So things, things are evolving. I mean, it's great to see now that people are building well above building code. The building code is the minimum in New Zealand and it's too easy to build to the minimum. It's so great to see the the trend and people saying, actually, I want quality, um, I, w- I want better living environment and stuff like that through. So it's good to see that stuff's evolving through mm. across the industry as well. What are you seeing in the sustainability area? I look at some area that is growing. We, we need to be doing better in New Zealand than what we are with sustainability. And sustainability is a really broad <laughs> word that covers so much stuff. I um, mean, we need to look at the carbon footprint, but we need to look at buildings that they are healthy, buildings that we live in and that they provide you know, longevity to, to the building, provide a better environment for the people to live in. So we are pe- seeing people up speaking insulation where people are looking at different alternative ways of heating, uh, designing buildings. Some of the buildings are getting built smaller again, uh, which, which is nice to see, and just designing much more efficiently for the environment for sun, all those sorts of things. So it is evolving. We've got a long way to go in the construction industry, but we are certainly getting better at it. Mm. You know, construction waste is a, is a real a challenge. Thing. It is a it's huge a thing. It's a huge percentage of our, of our waste overall. Yep. Is anything like the, the process around how it was waste dealt on the site, is that part of the judging? We, we do ask that under sustainability, and we you know have seen a few more um, innovative initiatives actually coming through. A lot more stuff is getting sent back to be recycled. Some stuff has been turned down in regards to products used, looking at demolition of the building in the future. So sort of polystyrene is going to be reduced a little bit more. Uh, but waste is a big problem. So, it, But it is something that people are trying to address, trying to recycle timber, use all the last of it. Jabord is getting recycled um, in certain parts of the country. So there is stuff that is right. getting recycled for waste. Yeah. A long way to go, sure. but it's a start, baby steps. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Progress, not perfection. Yep. I like it. Okay, the House of the Year competition for this year is well underway. Yeah. Winners to be announced. Mm. So the virtual events for all the regions have all just been finished. The last one was Auckland this week, uh, last Saturday night. So it's great this year that we've managed to have a competition. It's been virtual, but there's been several times 
during the lead-in time that you know we were all thinking would we have a competition. So when the last house was judged, we had a competition, which was fantastic. So I think today, being the 1st of December, the top 100 gold reserve have been announced. So there'll be a few happy campers and there'll be a few probably disappointed people as well too, which there always is with the competition. That's how a competition rolls. But on the Friday the 11th of December is the national virtual event at 6.30. A positive out of COVID with the virtual events is that they can be shared. It's something that people can go over and over again and watch. So you can watch the Taranaki Awards because you weren't there. But the so there's been a lot of positives that have come out of the fact there have been virtual events this year. So next Friday night uh, is the grand finale and um, we're all looking forward to it. And exciting. is that virtual as it's well? Vir- it is virtual as well. So as an entrant into yeah. House of the Year, what kind of feedback do you get once you've submitted, you've had the judging process, what happens? It's a shame that we actually can't give feedback on the day uh, because um, unfortunately we're not MasterChef. <laughs> we don't have that opportunity to sort of line the poor builder up and go, if your painting was better and I can see that you've got passion because your grandfather gave you a hammer when you were four. So unfortunately we don't provide written feedback uh, with sort of over 400 entries in the competition. It'd be a huge undertaking to give written feedback and sometimes you know that can be taken the wrong way. But what, what they do get as an entrant is a bar graph and that will come out after um, the national awards. So don't be despondent, in fact it's a bar graph, you know, it's a bar graph. But there's a lot of information in that. It will actually, it's broken down to all the criteria that we judge under, so under structure, workmanship, finishing, products, design, all this, it's broken down into all the categories. And it will give you your score and the average score of your region and the national score. So it might go, okay, so finishing, oh, actually we're a bit low on that. Um, so I wonder why that is. So use that bar graph, go back to the house and go, oh, actually, I'm a bit critical, actually, the tiling was quite bad, painting was a bit off, so actually we are down on finishing. Uh, Structure, oh, look, we've done really well on structure. You know, we are pretty true, straight, really good lines. So really make use of that bar graph and sort of see where it is. And have you seen entrants uh, into the first time, get some learnings out of the process, come back the next time bigger and better? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, how the house is judged is actually on the website and how those scores are broken down is on the website as well too. So there is actually quite a bit of information on the website. So go in there and spend a bit of time. It's not a quick five-minute job. Go in and spend a little bit of time about it. But we have seen entrance improve, which is actually fantastic. You know, we do give out non-awards. That does happen. Um, if it's not deserving award, it's not a Wheatbacks triathlon. Not everyone gets an award. You know, if it's non, not deserving award, it won't get an award. But I do know of situations where people have been given non-awards or bronzes. And the next year, they, they have come back. They have learnt. Um, they've become a bit more passionate about it and probably a little bit more focused on it and understand that it is a really evolving competition. You know, the level of, of workmanship and craftsmanship is just evolving every year where it's getting better and better and better. And you can't come in mediocre thinking you deserve a gold. It's just not how it works. If we did that, we'd devalue the competition. So, you know, to get a gold award is really good. To get a bronze award is really well done. It's 50% above the industry standard. So um, there's a lot There's a lot to learn from, okay. you know, entering and then entering again. Mm. And that website that you're referring to, that's House of the Year. House of the Year website, yep. If you go click through the icons, you know, how it's judged, it shows you the score sheets and it gives you a breakdown of what's under those. So it's really worthwhile. And that if you go to the heads up, that's also talked through there as well. And your branch would also better help you. You know, the the branches are great in regards to, and your RSMs are fantastic. Yes. Yeah. So much knowledge and insight in that that group and inside the branches to get going. 
Yeah. Uh, so closing thoughts, Faye, what would you suggest to someone who's sitting out there going, oh, maybe, might do? What would you say to them? Do it. You'll get business personal growth from it. Your staff will love it. Treat it as a bit of team building with the staff. You'll gain so much out of it, even just the, the, whole, the whole process, coming to the event, looking at the other things that are judged, comparing your entry against other entries and the marketing you get from it. It is so worthwhile. It's a wonderful, wonderful competition. Master Builders do so well with the, with the House of the Year competition. And, you know, every builder that's been a part of it has certainly got benefit from it. Mm. Enter, yeah. And Faye, if someone was looking for great guidance on brilliant design for their next project, how would they get in touch with you? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> uh, good question. I'm listed on the websites, yeah. Okay, yep. great. Look, Faye, thanks so much for uh, joining us. It's such a great event that Master Builders runs. Yeah. We are often talking to construction business owners about the power of marketing, uh, what they can do to get uh, more sales in the door. Yeah. Uh, this is certainly one of those very, very good vehicles to enter a loan. gives you good guidance and starts you thinking yeah. down that track of what makes a great house. Then being able to leverage any awards you win in the market are, are just absolutely brilliant. So uh, likewise, from a, a business owner perspective, I'd really encourage people to to get involved and, and, and go for it as well. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Plus you get to put on a penguin suit one night, day. Eh? And hopefully too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Vi virtually, do people dress up for the virtual event? A lot of branches have actually put on events this year. I know Christchurch had won the um, art gallery. We had a cocktail evening. Some have used the this year and actually done it as a Christmas function as well too, a two-for-one deal. So a lot of business owners have been pretty happy about that. Um, but, yeah, no, there's a lot of events have been held, even though the fact we're virtual. So it's been a great year. Awesome. Thanks again, Faye. Really appreciate you uh, joining us and sharing your knowledge and insights on House of the Year. Thank you for asking me to come along. Pleasure. It's been great. Thank you very much. Cheers.